Hi, my name is Carly Anna, and you are listening to CE Over It. This episode is a little different. This is not going to be an episode where we're sharing funny stories or going deep into an interesting conversation. This is going to be more of the pep talk that I just really feel like I want to give you guys. I just got done recording the best and worst pieces of business advice you guys have ever received. And I just felt like I needed to go more in depth with you guys on the subject of more isn't more. Less is more. And why you are enough as you are right now, why you don't need to wait for more followers, wait for more experience, why you can start having a profitable and amazing fun business now. You, you don't have to wait and you don't need outside permission from anything. So I'm going to be giving this to you guys today and I hope it, I hope it helps and I hope it helps you if you are struggling with imposter syndrome or maybe you're just feeling like uh, just that freelancing doesn't get better and you're feeling like you're in a little bit of a rut and scared and confused about where to go, have this be in your back pocket, okay? I'm not really an inspirational person, but I am going to try my best because this is something I just want you guys to know so, so bad. But of course, before we get into our episode topic, we are going to get into the snacks and tracks segment, starting with what I've been listening to. Now, I know I usually share a book that I've been listening to or a TV series, and I don't really talk about music that much because I'm honestly, I do love music, but I'm just the type of person who needs a really good story. I'm sharing a really good playlist for all my music pals because I know there's quite a few of you out there. Okay, Katie Proctor, she's in 10KGG, I freaking love her. Katie Proctor from Wildflower Design is an absolute genius at creating playlists. And after I read The Court of Mist and Fury, I was just dying for some sappy romance music that just made me feel, I don't know, sad. (laughs) I just was really sad every time I had to turn off that book uh, because I needed to like write something and I needed to listen to music instead. And so I wanted to have that feeling of this book with me. And so I went to Katie Proctor's playlist and the I Love You So Much playlist is the exact playlist that I needed to help me get through not listening to my fantasy enemies to lovers romance book. And it also feels very fallish, which I have been very much embracing, as you will hear when I talk about my snacks. So that playlist specifically from Katie Proctor is the one that's been on repeat, but all of her playlists are really, really good. Uh, I think she has like a boss bitch one that's really good she has a lot they're all really really good so highly recommend just going and checking out katie proctor's spotify playlist she's an absolute magician with it i don't know how she does it (laughs) so good and then the thing that i have been snacking on is pumpkin parfaits it's only september but i i love pumpkin flavored things i love it i love it i love it it's like (sighs) my favorite seasonal flavor. I hate peppermint flavors. I hate just, I like, I do like gingerbread. I do like gingerbread. I like eggnog. Seasonal flavors? <laughs> How do you just not like them? I don't understand. So of course it's starting to get cold. I just mix a little Greek yogurt with some pumpkin and honey and some other sweeteners. 
vanilla, a little bit of almonds, and then a little bit of salted caramel granola. Mm. Even my husband who doesn't like parfaits really, really likes this. All my kids like it too. I have been eating that as an afternoon snack every day this entire week and it has been seriously fueling me. Just trust me on this one. If you need your pumpkin fix, but like you can't make pumpkin cookies or pumpkin bread, you don't want any more coffee, go mix pumpkin with yogurt, with sweetener and granola and you will be set for life. Okay, now that we've talked about the fun snacks and track, let's get into the inspirational version of Carly if I can be that version of myself. Uh, I just, I feel like it's so important to talk about this with you guys because I want you to know this and to believe this so much because I see and hear from so many of you who are just struggling so much to just make their payments, just to feed their families, to do the basic necessary survival things and feeling like, okay, you know what? Freelancing is really stressful and I'm barely surviving. Is this even worth it? What am I doing? What am I doing wrong? And then you start to see other entrepreneurs out there who are just killing it and getting their dream clients. And you feel like you're doing the same things as them. And so you start to wonder what's wrong with me or why am I not getting that type of success? Do people just not like me? Am I not gifted enough? Do I need to go do more? What's the deal, right? And I hate that so much because to me and my business, it has been such a gift for me and my family because it's allowed us to now look for our dream house to be able to stay home with my kids. I have a lifestyle now that I just truly thrive in. Yes, there are things that are still hard and we have lots of problems with different things. We are not perfect 100%, but it's been a gift. It's been a gift. And so I hate when people feel like the only way to make money is to sell themselves out or to feel salesy and schemy and slimy or just to not do what they love. And there's this only only the certain path, this one way to make it to success. And if you are not on that one path to success, if you don't even fit on the path, let's say maybe you're like, oh, I, I, I don't fit the stereotype of a successful business owner in this way. So therefore, I, I can't walk the path. And that is, oh, I could tell you over and over again that that's not true. And it's wrong and how amazing you are and the gifts that you have and give you this like really lovey-dovey pep top. But like I said, I'm just not really a super inspirational person. And so instead, I, I just want to talk to you about why it's not true and to give you hopefully some tools to to not feel like that and to get out of this feeling of like, I have to do more. And it's just never, ever, ever going to happen to me. Okay, so let's first talk about this idea about why doing more is not actually going to help you and why it's actually going to hurt you. And that should be a freeing thought, right? The fact that you don't nor should you do more in order to grow your business. We actually need to take the opposite approach and we need to do less. We need to take what we already have, the strengths that we have, and we just we need to use it in a maybe a more strategic or a fun way that makes sense to us, right? So I kind of gave this example in, I think, last week's episode, the episode where we talked about worst and best business advice that you've ever gotten. 
the reason why I hate, 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 when people are like, okay, the only way for you to get more money is to do more is because that is such surface level crap. And it is a race to the freaking bottom. It is. It's never going to get you where you want to go because if you're looking at me and you tell me, okay, Carly, I finally have five years of experience. So now I get to raise my prices $1,000 or I get to hire X, Y, and Z, or now I have 10K followers. And so that somehow validates our prices. Like we always, for some reason, and I feel the same way too, that that 10K follower mark, okay, now we're going to be legit enough for our prices. Or we just sneak in a few extra deliverables into the proposal to justify the prices that we have. And the reason why that stuff just never, ever, ever works is because you are always going to get outbid when you are basing the reason why people should hire you off of comparable surface level things. Like the graphic designer next to you, let's say they have, you know, they have six years of experience. And so they're like, okay, cool. I I can charge it for cheaper. You have five years. I have six years and I can do more or I can do this. You're just always going to get outbid. And so for me, you know, I, I went through this process of figuring out, okay, what am I really helping people with? And I think that's the question that we all have to ask ourselves. What am I truly helping people? Because you are not there just to be an extra pair of hands that knows Adobe really well. You are so much more than that. You are a strategic thinker. You are an expert. There is so much strategy that goes into creative work that people need to be more aware of. You're not just someone who slaps a pretty poster on things. Like that takes so much expert level strategy thinking because so much of communication is visual, right? Right? Oh, so instead of asking yourself, what can I do more to raise my prices and to get to where I want to go? We need to start asking, what problem am I solving? What have I already solved in the past? How can I help the people that I want to help get to the next level? Whether that be helping them with more confidence, helping them get more customers, whether that's getting them more loyalty, even just getting them more time. I mean, girl, you freaking run the world. It is time for you to start taking credit for it and notice these huge problems and all the little fires that you are setting out every single day. I mean, I think women business owners are told all the time that the problems that we solve just aren't important. They're not important. The only thing that's important to the world is money and passive income and financial freedom and blah, 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 all these super masculine things. And there's nothing wrong with that, you guys. No, I love a good dollar. But I think women especially too are really good at helping solve cooler problems, honestly. Things like giving people more confidence, making things look prettier, or giving people a sense of direction, making them stand out and be different. Those are all huge problems. And psychology and research tells us that those are actually way more worth it to people than money and more clients and more customers and loyalists or whatever, all that stuff that we always want to want to do. So if you're even saying like, Carly, but I only help people with confidence. Uh, okay, only. That's huge. You know how much I would pay to have all the confidence in the world? I, um, a lot. 
I, I would pay a lot and I'm willing to bet most people would. So it's time to start taking the gifts that you already have and that you know you have. You're just maybe a little scared to do it and to start putting them into your business and, and owning it. So ask yourself, okay, what is the problem that I'm really solving? Because you cannot charge 10K any any high ticket price without solving a 10K problem. That's it. It's not about doing more. It's about being seen as an expert. It's about being seen for who you are, for the knowledge, the expertise that you hold, not another pair of hands. So how do we get people to see that? Again, it's not about doing more. It's just about being different and showing that your values, your stories, your background experience, it plays into you solving a big high ticket problem. For me, before I even figured out, okay, what kind of high ticket problem do I want to solve? Because if you're like, I have no idea, it could be anything. Don't stress about it for a second. Just kind of fill out the clients that you want to have that you do have and try to find fits like energetically or in personality wise. I started making personality matches where I was like, okay, this is someone I'd want to hang out with. They maybe aren't uh, super perfectionist. I, I again, I wish I was perfectionist. I just, that ain't me and I piss perfectionists off. So I really try to find people on a personality wise that I could just help. And that really helped me just get in the door with people that I could potentially figure out, okay, now I can look for problems that I can help solve. And after a few clients, then I started to kind of look around and I noticed some patterns start to evolving where I was like, you know what? A lot of these types of people are creative entrepreneurs. And so that was my like, aka my niche. The problem that I was solving is I help creative entrepreneurs. And then after a few more clients, I saw another pattern where a lot of these creative entrepreneurs were wanting a little bit more of a rebellious feel. They were wanting to feel different from what was going on currently in their industry. So just being different, that was the problem at that point that I was solving. And then after a while, I started to see another pattern emerge where I was like, okay, these people are not only wanting to be different, but it looks like they're in a really big transitional moment in their business where they are going from done for you service type of things to adding a course or transitioning to coaching or digital products or presets or whatever. And so I was helping done for you service people merge audiences or create a whole new audience and help them understand this new side of their business while also helping them become different and a little bit rebellious. So you can see that like, instead of all of a sudden it goes from I'm selling logo and deliverables and I have five years of experience XYZ to I am selling a transformational experience for creatives who want to feel more rebellious and different and who are going through this big transition in their business. And you can see like how much more powerful that is to a client. And you can see they can't get that experience anywhere else. Like if they want that result and that problem solved, they have to come to me and they have to pay for my expertise. Do you understand what I'm saying? Where it's like, we don't have to do more. We have to start seeing patterns in what we already have and using that to our advantage. And I hope that that is encouraging for you that you don't have to wait around for external permission to raise your prices. And you don't always have to trade time for money. Doing more does not equal more money. And I know there's people out there who are probably stressing 
at me telling you, you have to solve this big, huge problem for your clients and you have to become an expert because that sounds like it's a lot of pressure, right? And that is not what I mean at all. I don't want this to put any external pressure on you. Honestly, it should feel really freeing and I'll tell you why. So when I mean you need to become an irreplaceable expert, that means I want to see clients in your DMs who are asking for your opinions, under wanting to know what you think. I want to see clients in your DMs who are saving up to work with you because they know that they can only get a specific type of experience with you. They just know you are the person that they need to work with. It's solving a problem in a unique, irreplaceable way. It's taking your values, your personal experiences, the things that are important to you, the things that piss you off, and like funneling everything that is you into your personality and funneling that into solving a problem. It's not about knowing the latest marketing techniques or having all 100% branding knowledge. It's, it's taking you. You are a unique perspective. And because of your experiences, you're going to have different opinions that nobody else has. And so I'm just like begging you to take the things that you already have, take those things and funnel them into solving a problem that you can solve in a way that only you can do it. Because even if someone were to just completely do the same thing, exact same thing that you're doing. I mean, we always talk about as designers, like, oh my gosh, it's so oversaturated. There's so many designers out there. How am I even supposed to stand out? Like, how do I make my logos look different? How do I make myself look different? And there are a lot of things that we can do to brand ourselves and make our aesthetics look different. But if we're not showing up as authentically as we can and really leaning into those things that make us different, which by the way, is really scary. When you think about leaning into the things that make us different, all of a sudden, those are things that are gonna draw attention to you. And we don't always love to stand out as human beings, right? We want to be the type of person who who fits in and who goes with the status quo. And so all of a sudden, when we're kind of projecting and or, or we're building a tower and we're saying, okay, this is this is how I'm standing out and drawing attention to it. It's scary. We're scared of people telling us we're wrong or just not liking us for it. But anyways, I digress. When we really tap into what makes us different, that's when we get to stop worrying about what other people are doing, whether they're doing the same things as us, whether we're ahead or whether we're behind because we know that we are helping people in the way that only we can help. I feel so passionate about what I'm doing and the programs that I have and the services that I have for my clients because I know the right people are going to find me, those people who need this type of problem solved. I know so confidently that while I can't 100% take away your problem, I can really truly help you. And I want you to feel that confidence as well. So then imposter syndrome and doubt and all these confidence issues of like, am I posting too much? Are people hating what I'm doing? It doesn't completely go away, but it does get smaller. And it's what's more important to us is just doing what feels right, because we know that we are the ones who are in charge of our own business and what we feel called to do and what we feel is best for our business, whether that means doing something that makes sense or not, 
or going in a weird direction that uh, is a little scary, we know that we're trying to help our people in the best way possible. You are the expert in your business. Trust yourself. You are your best asset. And I promise when you listen more to yourself versus listening to what other people are saying and doing and what the newest, coolest marketing technique is, and you're just focusing on standing out, being your most authentic self so that you can attract those people, that is when selling becomes so much less icky and so much easier the sales conversations turn into less of trying to pitch yourself and it just turns into, hey, I can help you. How can I help you? Here's the different ways that I can. Are we a good fit? Yes or no? Because you know, again, you're solving a very specific type of problem. And so if they don't need that problem solved or if this is not the best way for them to get that solved and problem is by working with you, then it's not an issue of are you worth it? Are you doing the right things? Do you have enough experience? Are you even any good? It's just, it's not a good fit. It's not a good fit. So I hope that this was really helpful for you. And I hope that if you do anything after this podcast episode, if you get just one little thing, I hope you just stop worrying about whether or not you're doing enough, you're adding enough deliverables and feeling like you have to literally give your entire soul and everything that makes you happy in order for you to make money and have your business successful and just just stop worrying about that and and start to focus more on what fulfills you and the things that make you happy as a business owner and how you can give that space to others because you are not a pair of hands you are a human being that is different you are going to be different and different is better than doing more I promise you, I know it's so scary, but I hope it, it's it's a good feeling too. It's like a good kind of scary. You know what I mean? Where you're like, oh, I'm a little nervous to do this. Never done this. Never been this authentic, but I'm going to give it a try. And I hope it's exciting to you because, I mean, it's better than the alternative, right? Which is just doing what other people are telling us to do and not living our most authentic lives. Not fun at all. Uh, Money and like business success doesn't mean anything if we're not having fun and if we are just stressed all the time. This has been this week's episode of an inspirational version of Carly. I hope I was somewhat inspirational. And if you guys like more episodes like this, let me know. I want to hear from you. Give us a review on the podcast. Share about us on Instagram. What was your favorite part? I would love, love, love to hear from you guys. And I will see you next week in our podcast episode. Until then, love you. Bye-bye.